the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. See how this goes. Four, three, two, one. And we're live. Welcome to No Butts About It. I am Josh Butts, your host, here in my dining room in Ohio or Indiana. My dorm room is in Ohio. My dining room is in Indiana. It's a, it's a long walk between the two. Um, here with me, as always, is Chuss the Bus in his basement in Pittsburgh. Um, Chuss the Bus, yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I got this soundboard, and I'm. I told myself I wasn't going to use it a whole lot because I was pressing a lot of buttons before the show. But you know, I think you deserve a little. This might be the wrong button, but you deserve whatever this is. There we go. Yeah, there we go. yeah, it's the right one. Okay. That I was, was afraid you were going to put like cricket noises or something, and that just wouldn't have been good. Yeah. No, I I will try to not overuse that soundboard but i definitely might because it's a lot of fun at the same time and let's and let's also hope that it's popping up in the recording and they just didn't hear dead air (laughs) (laughs) it's just like what what did they hear you're gonna have to add it i'm pretty sure it is i've got two different things recording right now so um, okay cool if it doesn't i'm sorry it was supposed to be laughing and then crickets later on but anyway uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Today is what the NFL calls Black Monday, the day after the regular season when coaches start getting fired. And some teams didn't even wait till Black Monday. Mm. They got to 4 o'clock on Sunday, and they said, yep, we're done. We're you're, It's over with. And one of them, the one I was not super surprised about but kind of surprised about, and probably the most controversial one, was – Lovey Smith with the Houston Texans. This is his first year as the Houston Texans head coach, and they thought that they were going to have the number one overall pick, but then all of a sudden the Colts came back and – or no, they came back and beat the Colts. And Lovey Smith was asked in an interview afterwards, he was asked, hey, uh, do you think you're going to be back? And he said, absolutely. Well – the Texans had other plans, and they fired him Sunday night. And the other thing that they did that I thought was kind of weird, I mean, I guess I get it. It's a respect thing. They posted on their Instagram, thank you, Lovey. Like, thank you for everything you did. And it was like he retired. <laughs> like that, Yeah, that, that sort it, of post. I did see that, yeah. Um, the other teams were just kind of like, hey, we're changing coaches or we're changing defensive coordinators or whatever. If you would have just looked at that post and not followed the Texans or followed the news, you would have been like, oh, Lovey Smith stepped down or Lovey Smith's retiring or Lovey Smith was this great coach that helped the Houston Texans get super far. But in reality, he helped them get to – Two thirteen and one, I believe, was their record. Yeah, and, and and they only and this is only his first season, so they made it seem like he was like the coach during like the Deshaun Watson era when they were actually like kind of good and they actually like made playoffs like once or twice. Just... And they're like, Thank you for everything, Lovey and it's like he he your second overall pick, you know. But um yeah, I mean it's it's tough because the Texans won't get that second overall pick, but I don't think the Bears are going to go draft Bryce Young. No. 
Um, I, I think the I think the Bears are definitely going to draft somebody that isn't Bryce Young. So I think I think um, there's a big chance that the Bears can still get Bryce Young because because the Bears are or not or the the Texans can get Bryce Young because I don't the Bears still have Justin Fields and and everything going on in in Chicago. I don't think they're going to give up on Fields this quickly, even if they have Bryce Young at the top of the draft. I mean, I feel like that would just be kind of goofy. So. Yeah, I agree. We're going to go back to the Texans, but with the Bears, since you brought them up, they have a lot of room here to work. They have the most cap space in the NFL. They have their quarterback, at least for the next three years or so, in Justin Mm -hmm. Fields. They have a ton of draft picks, I think, and now they have the number one overall pick. The Colts could, theoretically, and I don't know what the Bears would want for the number one pick, the Colts could jump over the Texans and go in and get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever they want. Which... Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible. I wanted to see where the Bears have because it looked like um, because the Steelers and the Bears did do a trade earlier this season for Chase Claypool, so the Bears will not have the thirty-third overall pick, or if it got moved to well, the thirty-second, they will not have that thirty-third pick. The... So they have Baltimore's now. The, oh, the Bears don't have that 32nd pick? They do not. No, they, the Steelers do because of the Chase Claypool trade. Mm, okay, okay. So the draft has shifted just a little bit. I mean, they still have that first-round pick. Right. It's not like uh, last year where, like, the Eagles had all those top first-round picks based off trades and stuff. I mean, the Bears have um, a round one pick. They do have a second-round pick, but it's from the Ravens. So more than likely, I'll probably be, like, a, a mid-to-late second round, depending on where the Ravens end up. So if they get eliminated – this weekend to the Bengals, then it'll probably be like a 22nd or 23rd. Then they have a third or fourth, another fourth round from the Eagles. So that'll probably be mid twenties, a fifth round, another fifth and a fifth round from the Ravens and then a seventh round. So they they have some weird picks, but they could still do stuff with the picks that they do have. I mean, the thing is you're not, Adam Rank said that they're going to be a playoff team next year. Maybe you make a lot of really good moves in free agency. Problem with the Bears right now is you aren't really – no one can name more than five starters on their team, if we're being honest. And that's not – Not like the average football fan that may only follow their team, probably, yes. I mean, but like – From, like, a standpoint of, like, you know, us or something like that, I feel like you could. Even I struggle. I know. I mean, it is a a kind of a struggle. Fields, Montgomery, Equimania, St. Brown, Chase Claypool, Nikhil Harry. There's five. Yeah. But So, those would have been the ones that I would have went with. Um, Defense, I'm out because they traded their defensive guys. Yeah, like Khalil Mack would have been a good one. Uh, Tariq Cohen was somebody on offense that people tend to forget about. That's still there. Is he still there? Um, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, he had been. I mean, he got hurt, and then, um, oh, he's oh, never mind. He's a free agent. Never I was mind. gonna say he was he a 2017 rookie. I don't think he got re-signed. Yeah, never mind. He, I thought he was still there. So, oh wow, even I don't know the Bears, but <laughs> I mean, I probably would have been able to name three or four, um, players. Just Claypool and you know, St. Brown and, and stuff. And Justin Fields, obviously. Oh, and Nate Peterman because of Pitt, which is like a weird thing. But I mean, it, it's, but, but it's he's like not a starter. Like, yeah, he's not a starter though. So like I could name players from the Bears, but I couldn't name like starters just because the Bears are, it's like the Texans right now. It's very hard to name like Texans players, you know, yeah. even it's like, it, because I mean, their starting quarterback is, you know, Davis Mills and stuff. So it's like, it, it, it's, it, when you don't have a team that doesn't have notable players on it, it and and it could be a hot take, it, it's it's hard to have that team. Like for example, for the Bears or or like Houston, for them to say, you know what, you know we had a bad season, but we're gonna be a playoff team next year. And not that I, the Bears can't, but if the Bears don't have at least like one big player that everybody's talking about, you can't really like you know, build off of it because the bears and the Texans, like it's, it's hard to like name like one like stud player. Like when you think of like other teams and stuff that may have just barely got eliminated, like even like the Patriots and stuff, like you still think of like, you know, Mac Jones and, and like that whole offense and, 
you know, and then you, you go over to the other side with the Tennessee Titans and you can think of like, you know, Ryan Tannehill and like, you know, Derrick Henry and some studs on that side too. And, and like, you can think of players, but like for a team like Chicago, who is already claiming they're going to be a playoff team, I, I think they should hold the horses a little bit, <laughs> see how next season goes, do a draft, do some free agency. And then maybe your team will be good. I don't think personally the bears are going to make it this year, but I do have hopes for them in 2024. Yeah, so. I I can see 2024. I don't see this next season. Uh, no, I, I um, think 2024 will give them enough time to pick up free agents, sign sign some players, sign some uh, get some draft picks, you know, get some draftees, and then um, by 2024 they should be a, a a better overall team. And by then, you know, with the with the different you know their division standings with the Vikings and everything, maybe the Vikings will cool down a little bit and all of that. So. This is very obviously not scripted. This whole podcast, we're not we're not yeah. in the A section, then B section, then C section. No, we go all over the place. This is two guys talking about football. So if you're new to the show, expect that we will go all over the place. But I did say we would go back to the Texans, so we're yes. gonna go back to the Texans. Lovey Smith, one year, um, last season. Uh, David David Coley, I believe, is his name. He was coach one year, got fired. Lovey Smith got hired. The thing that uh, RG3 put out, as soon as Lovey Smith uh, was fired, he was like, black, another black coach fired after one season. Like, what the heck is this, you know? And I don't, I don't want to make it a race thing. I don't personally think it's a race thing. I, I don't know, though. Maybe it is. I'm not – RG3 is much more in the NFL than I am. And it does happen more for whatever reason. There's a lot of turnover with black African-American coaches. Um, that being said, Lovey Smith had one year. And as we, talk, is, as we talked yeah. about, they had no one. They had no talent. Bill O'Brien drained that team of yeah. any talent that it had. He had um, – J.J. Watt wanting to leave. J.J. Watt, probably one of the most humble players in the NFL. Um, played his last game yesterday, but one of the most humble players in the NFL. Had him wanting to leave. You had DeAndre Hopkins, who's potentially a Hall of Fame wide receiver, traded him away for David Johnson, who, no offense, David, you were out of your prime. And everyone knew that. I think you knew that. You were probably just yeah. as shocked. Um Bill, even before Deshaun Watson had all of his stuff going on, Deshaun was wanting to leave. That was not a good team. They took he took every single one of their stars and made them either want to leave or got rid of them. Yeah, and and not only that, but like for for you know for Houston to even have some potential wins this season, like there were many games that were winnable. Or, like, you know, they were leading Dallas, and, like, there was a lot of games that everybody was like, oh, shoot, the Texans might actually pull this one out. And granted, they didn't, but it was like he, he was at least doing something with nothing. And, like, that says a lot than just a coach that just kind of rolled over and did nothing. So, like, I give I give him a lot of props for it. I don't necessarily know if it's, like, a race thing, but I but it is kind of noticeable when it's it, it is in a way, but that like a lot of like like people like persons of color that get like fired more quick like more rapidly than than like typical. I mean, obviously there isn't a race issue in the NFL because I think that you know with Mike Tomlin still being on the Steelers, you know even with Brian Flores, you know still having the chance to have like coordinator positions and stuff. I don't necessarily think it's a race issue in the NFL. I think it might just be a race issue with like specific teams you know I, I just being like up oh, it's one year and done I mean I would have kept him on for the for the next year see how he does just because he's working with nothing he's gonna draft some players he's gonna get some just give him a sec like give him a chance like I understand you had a losing season but just like you know like you're you're throwing him into the fire that that's like throwing a rookie quarterback into the fire like an absolute like like dumpster fire of a team and just being like if you don't do good we're like cutting you like and I kind of feel like I mean, Deshaun Kaiser was not good. Don't don't get me wrong. Like Deshaun Kaiser was not good, but like he, he did kind of get thrown into the fire for that 0 and 16 season. Like it was like a, he was like a second, third round pick, and they were just like, we need you to start. And like the Browns were not in any position for anything for them for him to be good. 
And, like, I feel bad because he never got his shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It just – and, I mean, there, the list can go on and on where people didn't get their fair share of shot and stuff, like, with just quarterbacks in general. I mean, you even had, like, like that one Arizona coach – or that one Arizona quarterback before um, Kyler Murray that I cannot remember his name. He, like, Palmer. played for that. Palmer. No, not Carson Palmer. Palmer. There, there was one right before – there was one right in between Carson oh, okay. Palmer and Kyler Murray. Oh, Rosen. Josh uh, Rosen. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I, I think that he could have um, maybe did better. But, like, you know, it's just like you're throwing these rookies into the – but I, I know I, you're you're I, shaking I your head. I disagree. I, I'm shaking my head violently on the screen. But, I mean, but in fairness, like, I feel like sometimes it's, it's like, you can't ex- – especially – but, like, even if you disagree with the quarterback situation or, like, the quarterback, like, opinion, it's still one of those things where it's, like, it's really hard for a player to be thrown into a dumpster fire – team and expect to do well or in this case scenario a coach who has mm-hmm. to coach this dumpster fire of a team and right now like some of these coaches that are being let go some of which kind of makes sense like i know the tennessee titans fired their coordinator their defensive coordinator i believe um which kind which makes more sense than like like you know firing a head coach in the dumpster fire like you know if the steelers would have had a losing season they're not going to let mike tomlin go right it's just, that would just be dumb um especially when like, it, it would have been eight and nine right yeah, yeah. and like they and doug peterson <laughs> uh, was two and 14 with the jags and they didn't let him go the jags didn't right. go two and 14 this season no not this season last season J- no was he with them last no season? he wasn't urban meyer was their coach last year oh shoot i forgot about urban meyer Jeez, yeah chuss. but like yeah. i'm just gonna press every time you make a mistake you get the what yeah over. Um, yeah, I, I had a teacher. I had a um, a teacher. I forget what he what he called it, but every time that he would make a mistake, he would he would like make a mark on the board. And if you got ten in in a in a quarter of school, he would have a pizza party at the end of the uh, end of the quarter. So if he made ten mathematical mistakes, so I'll throw everybody a pizza party for the listeners. <laughs> I most mistakes I made. I totally forgot about Urban Meyer. Like that is my <laughs> fault. Yeah, he was out there. Urban kicking. Meyer came. In, Kicking yeah, the kicker and, and like yeah. um, he, Urban Meyer somehow managed to have the most controversial head coach career in one season, and still has a job as a commentator. It's phenomenal. Anyway, um, no, I I agree with what you're saying though with the Texans. If you're if you're hiring a head coach, let's be honest, unless they retired, which is usually not the case. You just fired a head coach because the team was bad. So the he- the next head coach is going to have to deal with a bad team. Um, let's let's look at the Bengals. One of the most dom- I'm I'm biased, but one of the most dominant teams in the league. When Zach Taylor came to the team in 2019, we went two and 14. Then yeah, that that's a, that's a really good that's a really good 2020 comparison. Four eleven and one, and mind you. People hated Zach Taylor. There were Bengals fans that thought Zach Taylor could not coach a team. He could not win the locker room. Then in 2021, Joe Burrow came in. He said, no, I'm with Zach. Listen to Zach. We're going to follow this guy. And what happens? They go 10-7. and Okay? They make the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl. For the third time in franchise history, they go to the Super Bowl. Still lost, but, you know, okay. We're seeing consistent improvement, and that's what I'm looking at. This season, 12-4, and four, going to the playoffs again, hopefully to the Super and, Bowl. And, and the Bengals look more of a dominant team than they even did last year. Exactly. Like, I, I even, like, coming from, like, you know, an AFC North rival that's, like, going to say, like, oh, you know, the Bengals suck. The Bengals do not suck in retrospect. They actually are really good. Right. Like, from my – like, obviously, I will forever say that the Bengals suck. But, like, <laughs> it's not – but, like, in a way, like, the Bengals do look good. And I think that it's it's really cool, you know. Like th- that was actually probably the best comparison that I that you could have made for, you know, th- for this this like thing is like everybody wanted Zach Taylor fired. I I remember that. Like I remember people were calling for him to be fired in 2020. They're mm-hmm. like, why are they keeping this guy on? He stinks. We have Joe Burrow. We have like all this talent. Like what the heck's on, going on? And on I understand of- Joe Burrow got hurt and stuff. And I just it was just like a mess. On top of that, people wanted Lou Anarumo fired, our defensive coordinator. Obviously not as popular. People thought he was an idiot. People were like, this guy cannot make a defense to save his life. I cannot believe Zach brought this guy in. Now 
the Bengals have one of the most dominant defenses in the league, and the Bengals fans are worried that Lou Anaruma is going to take a head coaching position. So, yeah, like, you got to give them time. I've got an, one more one more example. Can, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Another guy, another coach that I love. He's a player's coach. He's a meathead. He's great. I want to have him on the show, Dan Campbell. 2021, he went 3-13-1. He – Everyone was like, this dude's an idiot. He's he's talking about biting off kneecaps. No, like, that's not how you win football games. Like, who is this guy? He now, this season, his second year as the head coach, has taken the Lions to their first winning season. Granted, it's a 9-8 and eight winning season. For the first time since, I think, 2017. And yeah, it's they been a minute. And they swept the Green Bay Packers. And they almost made it into playoffs, right. too. If Seattle wouldn't have won, they would have made it in. And mind you, this is the NFL. T- I don't think they've made the playoffs since 1993 when Barry Sanders was still on the team. Um, I thought that they made it be more recent than that, but I might be wrong. Uh, let's. I thought it was like 2011 or something like that. I thought it was like a weird year. I mean, they didn't do anything, but I might be wrong. When was the last time they were in it? 2011. Okay, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I, okay. I don't know why. When was the last time they won, maybe? Maybe, because I don't think – they did not win in 2011, I don't think. I think they lost in the wild card, if I remember correctly. 1991. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking I do remember them them making it back in 2011. I just didn't remember. You know what? I made up for it. You know what? I screwed up the Urban Meyer thing, but I remember the Lions. Hang on. I messed up. I messed up. I'll take it. I'll give it to myself. (laughs) Okay. Um. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you gotta give these guys time. They gotta build their own culture. You gotta get the guys they want. Um, you know, th- that's just the way it is. That's the way it is with anything. Now, a guy who I kind of and this this will make James happy because he has a vendetta against this guy. Um, I actually texted James today about it, <laughs> and Cliff Kingsbury was fired, and James was like, he deserves it. <laughs> Hold on. So, did you say hold on? What what is going on? I'm I'm sorry. You're okay. Oh, Chuss cannot hear. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to edit that. I probably won't edit that out, if I'm being honest. Anyway, Cliff Kingsbury, he went 28 and 37, and he was let go today. I mean, he seemed to be an okay coach at the beginning of every season, and then the end of the season, when it started to matter, the teams always just crashed. A lot of people said, oh, well, Kyler Murray is was brought in because of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, and that's why they drafted him, right? That's So Cliff Kingsbury probably was going to stay as long as Kyler was staying. Well, this season it kind of looked more like Kyler and Cliff were not getting along. They were fighting on the sidelines. There was also an issue with Cliff Kingsbury not um, – getting along with Kyler in the video game clause era. We talked about that earlier in the offseason, around episode 20-something. But basically, the video game clause was that, quote-unquote video game clause, it didn't actually say video game in it, but it was that Kyler Murray had to go and watch so many hours of film outside of practice, outside of when the rest of the team was watching it. Kyler didn't like that. He held a press conference to kind of have his feelings heard about it and it was eventually taken out the reason it's called the video game clause is because kyler statistically there's this in cause correlation is not equal causation but kyler murray does statistically get worse around the time call of duty comes out and then someone else crossed crossed it over with the like double points weekends that the game sometimes has and those weekends were Kyler Murray's worst games. Correlation doesn't equal causation. 
but that's why it's become known as the video game clause. And okay, um, just real quick. I, I, I'm, I'm testing this right now. Is it echoing on your side right now? No. I mean, there's a little okay, bit because, of... Because I can't turn off echo cancellation in the middle of recording. No, you're fine. I can control your audio anyway. Uh, okay. But yeah, sorry about that. Um, I lost hearing completely from you, and I didn't. I had no idea what you were saying. I had so no I, idea. I was like trying to like communicate with you through video because I just popped out and popped back in. But as long as the echo doesn't sound bad, um, I'm fine with just not cutting and just keeping going. So, yeah, just so some. My, just my some, audio is going to be a little split though. Just some technical difficulties. I just didn't know what you were doing because you were like doing trades over there. Well, yeah, I, I I was trying to <laughs> I, I was trying to like like move my hands like you know like a like a circulation like almost like a false start to kind of be like keep going keep going i can't hear you because like i because I, you kept like looking at me like so what what are your thoughts and i'm like i, I can't hear you well, i have no idea what you're saying what are your thoughts going. what are your thoughts um, on what on uh, on what cliff like, kingsbury oh uh cliff kingsbury yeah fired? yeah because um it was either going to be cliff or kyler because they both got re-signed to huge contracts and they weren't getting along with each other and so um, one of them was going to get fired, and apparently they decided on Cliff, which means they're going all in on Kyler, it seems. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting because obviously with Cliff, I mean, like, I mean, it, it is a tough call because, like, Kyler Murray has not – I mean, he's done well, but, like, he has not produced to the, you know, amount that, like, he his potential. Like, I mean, he has, like, a lot of potential there. Um, but, like, he has not mustered a lot of potential at certain aspects. Like, I know you were talking about the video game clause and whatnot, but I, I think that – I think if they want to run with Kyler, I think I get that. But also there has to be a point where you can't let the quarterback control the decision-making. Oh, you mean, like, how they are? Yeah, like, because <laughs> the more you let, like, players control the decisions in the locker room, the more they feel like they'll have power in the decision-making process. And, it, like, I understand, like, Kyler Murray's your guy, but, like, you also, if you want to keep Cliff on, like, you should have. And, I mean, granted, maybe it was more of an internal thing. Maybe Arizona was like, yeah, we don't want to continue with him. But in this case scenario, like, you don't want, like, you don't want, like, you don't want your quarterback or any player to be like, yeah, I don't think he's a good player. Or, like, I don't think he's a good coach. And then the, the team is in the organization's like, all right, all right, whatever you say, Mr. Kyler. And then they like let them go. And you're like, all right, now this player can literally do whatever the heck he wants. For example, like if he wants to be off for three weeks because he wants to play Modern Warfare, like he can't because, because they won't care because like they're, that's their guy. And like you don't want them to have too much power because then they get a little too, you know, I, I don't know what the word is, but it, we've seen it before. Um, with players where they just kind of like feel like they're just in control of everything and it kind of like makes the team worse. Right. So, so you, you don't want that to happen. And it, I don't know. I've seen where it, people think, or I think Tom Pellis or some reporter that is good at reporting things said this because I wouldn't be saying it if they didn't, but they think Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator for the Cardinals, is going to get it. There's also rumors and ideas that Sean Payton might want to go to the Arizona Cardinals if he comes out of his retirement. However, on the Fox morning show, he said there's about a 70% chance that he's back at Fox. So I think the, the Arizona Cardinals especially would have to be a very, very uh, persuasive to get Sean Payton away from Fox and now Arizona has come out and said that Kyler Murray is going to have a say he not necessarily the entire say but he's going to have a say in who the new coach is so I don't I don't know how I feel about that I I think it's a rough decision I, I don't think he should be I don't think he should base around a player because if you because once if this if Kyler likes one coach and then the entire team doesn't you're only satisfying the, the quarterback. And then you're just going to cause problems with the other players because the, some of the other players, like not necessarily, like if JJ Watt was still there, I would, I could mention him, but he has since retired. Right. But like, but other like key players on that, on that team, like D-Hop. they're going to be like, 
what? D Hop. Oh yeah, like D Hop. Yeah, I thought you said Cooper Cup. I was like, <laughs> what? But yeah, I just. But anyway, um, D Hop. Yeah, like D Hop's gonna be like, well, what about my say? Do I not have a say? Am I not like your top player? Like James Conner, like the running back, he's gonna be like, well, I played pretty good. Like, where's my say? Like, mm-hmm. can I have a say in the off? Like in the you know and like on offense portion or like you know I just. I just don't think it's the right decision. I think it's a, I think it's a bad call to have your quarterback pick, like you know internal internal positions because then it just looks like they only care about one player. And like maybe I'm wrong for that, but I just don't think I think it should be an internal decision. And I think the players should just have to deal with it. And if they do bad, then okay, well maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a coach issue, maybe there's a player issue. Figure it out. Give them an extra season. And if he still does bad, then maybe get rid of him. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of like different things you have to play play with because, like I said, with same with like you know the Bengals coach, like you can't like give up on him after two years. They could have, but they didn't. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's a lot that plays into it. And okay, I get asking the quarterback like an idea of it because I mean you you need your quarterback to get along with your coach because the quarterback is kind of seen as the leader of the team at the same time there are some quarterbacks who i think get a bigger say than others they've earned that like tom brady yeah you're gonna ask tom brady like do you want to be the coach because he is the same age and or older than about half the coaches in the nfl same thing with aaron Rodgers. he's been around the league for so long that you're gonna ask aaron Rodgers what he thinks you're gonna want aaron Rodgers to get along with his coach a little bit more than everyone else because what then happens and we've seen this happen in the league in the past is the team starts getting confused like do we listen to the quarterback do we listen to the coach who do we listen to what's going on these guys aren't getting along now we're losing and now we're everyone's upset and no one knows who to be mad at so I get why you want your quarterback to like your coach but I don't think that they should have the entire decision. I don't think it should be. Sp- I'm not completely sold on Kyler Murray, to be honest. Again, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not either. I mean, I think he's a really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's the answer in Arizona. Maybe he'll do better somewhere else, but I don't think he is Arizona's answer. I think he's gonna. I, I hate to be like this, but I think he's gonna end up as one of those quarterbacks that will be good enough to get them to playoffs at points but never good enough to win championships in his tenure and the best way i can like kind of compare that is like i love Tannehill, but i think ryan Tannehill is one of those quarterbacks philip rivers couldn't get it done matt ryan couldn't get it done like there's certain like quarterbacks that like are good enough to get you to playoffs good enough to get you to winning seasons but just not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl and and unfortunately right now I think if Kyler Murray had a little bit more of a team maybe but I just don't think that's the I don't think for Arizona that's the answer they're not going to give up on him obviously but I mean I, I guess it's just a, a wait and see thing I mean you have you have like quarterbacks that are like in year twos and stuff that are like lighting it up like you know you have like Trevor Lawrence that like you know he, his team was like we were talking about earlier like two and 14 everyone was like oh Trevor Lawrence might be a bust here next thing you know his team's in the playoffs mm-hmm. like that's right. incredible and like and it only took one season and like you're seeing these other quarterbacks popping off and you're still seeing the same Arizona Cardinals team not making playoffs and it so Kyler's a very good quarterback he's very elusive very slippery um People talk about his height all the time. He's, he's 5'10", which is short for a quarterback, but it's still fairly tall. Um, I don't consider him elite, though, because he doesn't really have the – like, he's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Tom Bra- prime Tom Brady. He's not a prime Aaron Rodgers. He's not a guy who – I don't feel like people fear him as much as these other quarterbacks that they have to play. These Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allens. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, we um we play the Cardinals next year. The Steelers play the Cardinals. And I can say that, like, looking at the schedule next year, like, um for, from the Steelers' perspective, I'm not scared about playing Arizona. Yeah, it is. And, and, that, and that says a lot about, like, I mean, I could have been like, oh, yeah, I'm scared of it. No. I, I just, 
I don't see I mean it'll be cool to have James Conner to play back in at uh, Akersher Stadium and like there's going to be some cool moments JJ Watt was still around JJ and TJ would have been there and Derek if Derek would have stayed with the Steelers I mean Wait, where'd, Derek cool, go? But, like, where'd Derek go hang on where'd Derek well go? it's not Derek hasn't left yet but Derek oh. I I think I think the the consensus right now is that they're probably gonna they might let Derek Watt go because they have Connor Hayward now, and he might be more of like a tight end flex fullback position thing. But that's that, and nothing is confirmed yet. But I'm afraid that Derek Watt might leave. We don't, we don't know. Breaking yet. news on no buts about it. Where is Derek Watt going? I don't know. I I, I don't. I do, do not listen. 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 Just just I. It's just in the rumor. There's a lot of things where they're like they might not keep him around just because oh. Connor Hayward is is universally the same player but trading one for brother for another brother it's cam, Hayward, uh, cam, cam yeah and i mean did, yeah yeah i see but you know but uh, i i i connor hayward is good and i think Derek watt is very good yeah. i i just think that they're gonna be like they're gonna be like we have too many like on as a Madden analogy, they they're like, oh, we have too many people in the, we have too much depth in this position. You play too. So much they Madden. might be like, we have too much depth, and we don't want to pay Derek Watt anymore. Okay. And then they're like, Let okay, go. okay. You you used you used another Madden analogy in the pre-show, um, for this next subject. So we're just gonna go into it since you love your Madden analogies. Yes. Aaron, so, Aaron Rodgers last night, Jamison Williams goes up to him after the Lions try to, or the Lions did beat the Packers. And uh, get their first winning season in a while. But anyway, Jamison Williams, the rookie, goes up and he asks Aaron Rodgers for his jersey. And Aaron Rodgers said no. Actually, he didn't really say no. He said, I'm going to hang on to this one. And that sparked some conversations because it's been kind of out there for a while. Like, where is Aaron Rodgers going? Where is... Is he going to move? People thought he was going to move last season. There was rumors he was going to go to Denver. Is he going to move this season? Is he going to retire this season? And it was kind of like, at least in my eyes, it was, oh, okay, this is going to be another talking point in the offseason, whatever. Then, today, Alan Lazard, in his press conference, he said, yeah, it's pretty much all but certain I'm not going to be a Green Bay Packer next year. He's, he's due for free agency, so he doesn't have to re-sign with the Green Bay Packers. But that kind of made, made me wonder, at least, does Alan Lazard know something that other people don't necessarily? Has Aaron and Alan kind of talked, and Aaron pulled Alan over to the side and said, just so you know, I'm not going to be here next season. Do that with that what you will. And Alan's saying, I need to get out of Green Bay. I'm going to go somewhere south where it is warm because it <laughs> is cold here in Lambeau. There's nothing here except for Lambeau Field and snow. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's exactly what he and said. And Alan Lazard is getting – he's going to Tampa. He's going to go play with Tom. I think Tom might – Tom might hang – I think Tom should hang it up after this year. I think, I think the team is not going to be – I think what's going to end up happening with Tom Brady and Tampa – is I, I think just going off topic, then we'll go back on. But I think what's going to end up happening is they were so mediocre this year that, like, I think next year they're going to be even worse. And I don't think it's going to be Tom Brady's fault. I think it's just going to be the declining of players and stuff. And I think Tom Brady is going to – I don't think Tom Brady wants to go out on a on a loss. No. So, like, for him to go back next season, I would rather them lose in the wild card or divisional like Ben Roethlisberger did and then retire than – have Tom Brady play another year next year, go like, you know, four and 12 or whatever. And then, and then just not make playoffs because of how bad the team is or or if that would happen. But I just think that, I I think that it's a little rough call as for Green Bay. Tom, Tom could go to San Francisco if he wants. I I don't think he will. I think if anything, he'll go to, I think he'll go to New England, sign a one day contract. Tom can go to Vegas. Tom can do whatever Tom wants because Tom Brady is the NFL. Yeah, but that's here nor there. Back to Green Bay because there's nothing said about Tom Brady right now. There's nothing up in the air. Tom Brady's just going to keep going. Other than that, he had his first losing season. Yeah, but, um, but with, um, with, uh, Green Bay, it's kind of up. It's kind of tough. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers retires. 
I think it might be I think I think it might be time for I think he might be thinking it's time to hang it up. Because if he's keeping his jersey, that, that means that like he wants to hold on to that jersey for one reason or another. Um, I I don't more than likely I do not see uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay anymore. I think that regardless of what decision he makes, I think he will either be out of Green Bay or he will be retiring. So there there is there is a hidden meaning behind that okay. jersey. Okay. So what? So Aaron Rodgers does have a big contract. However, what if? He just really misses Devontae Adams, and he goes to Las Vegas. I don't think – I think the problem with Vegas right now is although that they don't want Derek Carr, I don't think they're going to try to go, like, older. I think they're going to try to go younger um, on a quarterback situation. I think that they're going to want to um, – I mean, because most teams try to go younger if possible, and I, yeah, I think Aaron, that – Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but like, you know, it, it, it's it's Joe Flacco. No, like no, that, no, that is not the same. I know, thing. I know. Joe but Flacco like, is but, not the same as Aaron Rodgers. I'm aware, but like, but the the point is, is like, I I don't. I mean, it would be cool, but we already saw Russell Wilson go to the Broncos, and everyone was like, Broncos Nation, let's ride, and the Broncos Nation, let's country. ride, ended up being Broncos a kitchen country. fire. Broncos country, sorry, get it right. Oh my goodness! Well, well, country, well, Broncos country is literally in shambles right now because they just traded away like seven first round picks for him or whatever that stupid trade was. But, but like you see though, like you can't make a huge investment in a player with a big contract who may not produce. And I don't know if the Raiders are going to be willing to take that because they're already having multiple losing. Like last year, they they barely lost to the Bengals in in the playoff. And to, to go the next season and, you know, add to their team with Devontae Adams and whatnot <laughs> just to lose out, like, is just ridiculous. So yeah, there there is an worse. issue in – yeah, there is an issue <laughs> in Vegas right now. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the saving grace. I think, if anything, that might be I, – I don't know. It's it's a tough call. I don't, I don't see him going to the Raiders style. Dude. I mean, I would love for him to be there because, you know, they'll reconnect and stuff. It'll be like – it'll be, you know, like Christmas morning in a way. But, like, I, I don't I don't see it. Right now. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he goes anywhere else. The Raiders should bring back Rich Bisaccia, the guy who was the interim head coach when the Raiders went to the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals. I wonder what he would have done with Devontae Adams. But now we'll never know because they fired him and they brought in Josh McDaniels and he's made some questionable decisions. But whatever. You know, that's that's neither here or there, as you love to say. Moving on to another team that has no idea who their quarterback is going to be next year. Or really anything, because I feel like there's just a chaotic carousel of players going in and out of New York right now. The Jets. It's it's most specifically <coughs> at, at the quarterback position. Um so the Jets apparently want to bring back Mike White, who has played fairly well. Um, not the best, not the worst. There's mutual interest between the Jets and quarterback Mike White in him returning to the team for 2023. He is currently scheduled to be a free agent. He went for 1,200 yards, three touchdowns, and four interceptions in four games this season. That being said, there's another quarterback on the table who was the 2021 number – two overall pick Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson said if they bring in a veteran quarterback I am going to make their life hell that's a direct quote he said I will be practicing now was it was it a veteran quarterback or was it a um rookie like a rookie draft quarterback because I I thought originally it was a rookie but if it's veteran then nobody's no freaking jet player nobody's gonna make it nobody's gonna go there (laughs) Heck, this is I'm on Pro Football Focus right now. Okay, yeah. I read the tweet the, or read the read the quote. The exact quote on their post says, "I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day." Zach Wilson on if the Jets sign a veteran quarterback. Okay, well, then no freaking. Yeah, okay, well then I think I think the Jets should dump Zach Wilson, bro. I think that's just a toxic. <laughs> I, I think there's something wrong in in the Jets right now. Like, like if Zach will like 
because this team was good at the start of the season. Like this team actually looked good, and it fell apart. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a team problem. I think it's a. I think it. I think there's somebody in the locker room causing to- like toxicity. And you're and think, you're an expert at that. You know. Yeah, toxicity, exactly. So. I think Zach Wilson is toxic. <laughs> I think they should get rid of him. Like, I don't think he deserves a starting position. I don't think he deserves a shot right now. Like, I mean, like, I don't want to say anybody doesn't deserve a shot, but like in this case scenario, if, if who who says that they're going to make a, a another quarterback's life a living hell, especially a veteran, now, somebody that's like you're supposed to look up to. I will you know? say, I don't think he's saying he's going to like bully them. I just think he's saying he's going to make it hard for them to win the position. Okay, well then, if that changes it, then well then, yeah, I mean. I mean, well, like, yeah, you, not, you have Mike White and somebody else competing for it. I, I assume, but, I assume he's not saying he's gonna like just bully them in the beat locker them up room. and yeah, like bully like, them. But that, well, yeah, but if if that's the case, then yeah, it's horrible. But if it's just like like if it's gonna be like a battle, like a Mason or Mason Rudolph, Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett type thing at the beginning of the Steelers season, where it was like nobody really knew where who was gonna start, except for like the idea that probably Mitch was gonna start, but like. If it's going to be a situation like that, okay, well then maybe I'll take back what I said. But if it's if it's taken in the other context that I originally was going on the the rant about, there's an issue there, and they need to figure that out. I, I do. But I thought you were done. No, that's it. That's okay. it. I was just. I, saying, but I I do think you're onto something there. I think that there is an issue in um, New York with they don't know who the leader is. And we talked about this with the Cardinals. We talked about this with um, Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Robert Sala, the New York Jets head coach, and we've talked about this on the show before. He's, he keeps pulling one quarterback in, putting him in, making him a backup, making this other guy inactive. And then you're like, okay, they're done with Zach Wilson. It's obvious. It's clear. They're donezo. And then Robert Sala comes out and makes a statement along the lines of this. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was basically like, oh, we're not we're not all in or we're not all out on him. Actually, we're going to completely we're going to work with him and we're going to do everything we can. We still believe in Zach Wilson. What? Then why is he inactive? Why isn't he yeah. at least the backup if you still believe in Zach Wilson? Why? Is the locker room chanting Mike, 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 Mike while Zach Wilson, after Zach Wilson um, got benched? This this isn't good for the Jets. This isn't good for a locker room, in my opinion. Yeah. And it seems – I think it'll – I think it reflects because, you know, if there's there's an issue within the – in the locker room, and like there's a player issue it's just gonna make the team never do good and like right now they're just gonna have a lot of wasted potential right yeah i mean you got and you don't want that like i would rather see the jets make playoffs and do well like i'd rather like i would rather see them do well than have issues and then get like 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 you know have locker room issues and then get eliminated like pretty quickly on because like like i said i saw i thought the jets did like well this season up until a point and then like they just fell apart and i was like I don't know if it's a Jets issue, injuries, or – and, I mean, they didn't have a ton of injuries. But, like, it's one of those things where it's just like, what went wrong? Like, what went wrong in the Jets? There was a point in the year where we were talking about the Jets having both rookie of the years. They drafted so well. They had both Sauce Gardner on defense and then Brees Hall before he got hurt on offense. Obviously, Brees Hall got hurt. That causes some issues. But that shouldn't – lead to the overall downfall of the team why is everyone confused it seems like no one knows who's going to be starting one week or another i just want to add in real quick i know this is un nfl related but since this is a football show i do want to bring this up right now at 10 46 p.m as of right this moment georgia is beating tcu in the national championship 65 to 7 (laughs) so it is just awful going on in tcu right now uh my heart and my love goes out to all the tcu (laughs) fans out there it was a great season but damn bro like you guys really like just folded on this game georgia oh my but anyway should i do it should i do it it? yeah do do whatever you want the official the official sound of the tcu they're the horn horn frogs 
horned frogs, yeah. The official sound of the TCU horned frogs. Hey, better luck next year, guys. You know, you, you might you, you might have a run it. next you year. Got, we'll you got second. Congrats. You're the first You loser. got second. That, that was like what Field Yates said in my uh, 2022 fantasy football recap video. He said, hey, you were this close. And I was like, yeah, I was that close. And I didn't make it. See, yeah, you're the first loser. Congrats. You uh, you beat Michigan. Didn't even come close to Georgia, though. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, we can continue back on the NFL thing. But I just looked again because I haven't been watching the game because it was already a bo- it was at halftime. It was 38-7. So I was like, eh, this game is worthless. And then I looked back and TCU still hasn't scored. But uh, this is the NFL show, but. You know, you know, look out for some of the Georgia rookies coming out of coming out yeah. of draft this year. So, well, maybe maybe means... the Jets will draft well again. Maybe but the quarterback yeah, maybe. is horrible. I do not under you cannot keep. I don't think you can keep both those guys in the same locker room. And honestly, I think you keep Mike White of the two because Mike White has showed he can be more mature. I think, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Bob Sala has said uh, they're not all out on Zach Wilson yet, so we'll find out. Um, moving on. After how long has this show been? Because I this haven't it is at 50, 50 minutes right now. We we try to keep it under an hour. We but we we didn't do a show Friday, so yeah. So we're probably end up going over an hour, but yeah, that's okay. Um, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far into the show. Yeah, really. Thank you. <laughs> if you made it to the, especially if you made it to the Georgia part, like that's. That's crazy because that, that's like right around the 50-minute mark. So. Yeah. Anyway, so you you wanted to talk about this, and I've been thinking about it the entire show. Should the Steelers or the Patriots have made it into the playoffs over the Miami Dolphins? Now, I assume you mean with Skylar Thompson as the quarterback. I don't think you're saying the Dolphins. The Dolphins are worse. As, w- than no, I, I think uh, so. Basically, like I wanted to bring this up just because, I mean, in all in all, if I'm gonna be honest, I think like this might be a hot take, but I think the seventh seed is a joke. Okay. Like I, I, I the reason I think it's a joke is because it just it gets like the only re- way that it really means anything is when a team gets super hot at the end of the season and slides in as the seventh seed, which happens. That's, but like that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, most of the time when these seventh seeds go up against these powerhouse teams at number two, they don't do anything. Like, last year it was a joke. The Steelers went up against the Chiefs, lost 42-14, and then the Eagles at the seventh seed went up against the Buccaneers and lost, like, 38-10. I was like, it, it looks like a joke. And then this year you're going to have the Miami Dolphins with Skyler going into Buffalo, and then you're going to have Seattle go into, what, Minnesota? Is that is that who ended up being the second seed? I think or it's either them or the 49ers. Let me look here. 49ers are the second seed. Okay, yeah. So, and you're going to have Seattle going to the 49ers. Like, there is not a chance that, like, like, if the if the Miami Dolphins have Tua back, which I don't know what's going on with him and all that right now. He's not likely to play at all. Mike McDaniel said he hasn't even been cleared to practice yet. Okay, what about Teddy? How's he doing? He's more likely. I mean, that was just a pinky injury. So, I suppose if they really needed him, they could probably force him to play. But, but, like, the team as – like, right now, Miami is going to get murdered. Like, you think Georgia is murdering TCU right now? It's probably going to be somewhere around that. Like, probably a little less than that because, I mean, these are NFL teams. But, like, I, I think – I could see it being – I could see it easily being 48-14 if, like, Miami doesn't, you know, figure out the – you know, the situation going on and, and with the quarterbacks and stuff because they have the weapons to win. But, like – it, it, that, that's the why I think the seventh seed right now is a little bit of a joke because like you have like some of these teams squeaking in right at the end, whether they're like a beat up team that just slides in, like like I don't know. I just I, I don't necessarily think like I think that there could have been better teams to make it. Like you know, Steelers are like okay, yes, the Steelers won six and two in their final eight, but like the two losses they had were divisionals, and the six games that they won were majority. Um, were like like they, they beat I think in that time frame it was like the Saints, the Panthers, um, the Falcons, three NFC teams that were bad. Um, 
and then you, you beat the Ravens once, you beat the Browns once, and then you beat the Raiders. Um, I don't consider that really too hot. I mean, I consider that, you know, you, you won games, but I don't think necessarily that's great. Now, the Patriots is a different situation. I think they could have probably made a little bit more noise in Buffalo. But, I mean, I just I, – I still don't think they would have gotten it done. Like, I just – I hate to be like that. I just don't think the seventh seed is – until the seventh seed proves me wrong, like, I'm hoping this year Seattle or Miami go in and upset one of these teams. Actually, I don't hope Miami upsets – Buffalo because I, I'm kind of I'm in a way I'm kind of rooting for Buffalo this year because of the whole DeMar Hamlin situation but I hope that Seattle goes in and beats out the 49ers because as much as I like the 49ers it would be kind of funny no, I'm, so. I'm, I've got I've got to go you know how awesome it would be if Brock Purdy got to the Super Bowl oh it would be it would be a storybook thing and honestly I, I mean he's gonna lose to, to Joe Burrow but well be Joe nice. Burrow has he made it. Joe Burrow has a lot of teams that he has to, you know, well, rebeat. Joe Burrow was leading against the Bills before the game was canceled, I, and he's already now, he's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and we just beat the Ravens last week. So, I know, but like anything can happen in playoffs, as I've said. However, I'm not saying that the Bengals aren't going to make it. I'm just saying that I feel like, like in the NFC side, I feel like the 49ers have an easier path than oh, yeah. the AFC. So, like, the AFC, I feel like, is just a complete toss-up at this moment. The NFC, I feel like you can pretty much pinpoint, like, it's probably going to be the 49ers. Yeah. Like, like, the Vikings are inconsistent. The Eagles had such an easy schedule. Like, I even made the joke today. I was, like, like when I was tossing pigskin with my friend, like, I literally was, like, when the Eagles – when the Eagles get the first round by, yes, we got the first round by after beating a bunch of bad teams. So, um, I mean, maybe that was a bad call, but like they had the easiest schedule this yeah. year, and like the teams that they played were like so subpar. Um, I mean, there there was obviously some matchups, but like at the end of the season, like you lost to the Saints. Like I understand Minshew was in, but like that's a that's a winnable game. Like you want to like if if you're as dominant of a team as you should have been, like you should have easily been able to win that game with Minshew. So, uh, maybe hurts. It's the hurts effect, but either way, like, still, I, I think there's. I don't know. I don't think the Eagles are that good. I think the Vikings are inconsistent. I think, you know, I think the Seahawks aren't going to do anything. And I just, I mean, it's just, I think the NFC is an easier path for the 49ers than like the Bengals would have, or the right. Bills, or even the Chiefs. Like that, that is a stacked AFC this year. I mean, even the Chargers. Like, I wouldn't count them out necessarily, and. I don't think the Ravens are going to get it done um, against the Bengals. I mean, I just I did a Madden simulation. Um, I had the Ravens play at the Bengals, ironically enough, yesterday, and the the Ravens were up seventeen three, and the Bengals came back and won twenty four seventeen. That's how we quarter. do. That's how we I was do. like, this is unbelievable, but <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. I was like, I've never. This is crazy. I mean, typical Madden, but like, dang. That's how um, we do. Yeah, I. I okay, I get what you're saying about the seventh seed, but it makes it really fun when teams like the Lions get in, or Geno I mean, Smith yes. Seahawks. Like and C I mean, and it makes like the coaches and the teams don't look as bad. Um, I like you know I like adding the extra game for the nine and eight thing because I I think eight and eight kind of sucks because it was like oh yeah this team goes eight and eight they don't have a losing record and it's like mm -hmm. ah, cool. Well, I think the uh, now it's kind of nicer to have like people being like yeah you either have a losing record or you don't and then if you have a tie well somehow you tied what the heck but like whatever the seventh seed creates that opportunity for the cinderella story though makes it more likely but, to occur and it, it's only been around for like two years so yeah it hasn't happened yet or a few years maybe longer than two years but i thought it just happened like la like last was year it just like yeah it's, i think yeah, it was this is only the second year okay just, yeah. yeah so that's why i said right now i think it's a joke but I'm hoping that there's a team somewhere along in the next ten years that like comes in as a seventh seed and upsets the second seed. I mean, and then makes it makes a cool Cinderella story because right now there is nothing for me to say that I think Seattle is going to go into San Francisco and win, and there's nothing for me to say that Miami is going to go into Buffalo and not get blown out right now. But Seattle so, wasn't hot. Miami's not hot. The Lions were hot. Yeah, the and Lions, that's why the Lions, the I Lions think the Lions might have been able to make a little bit more noise. But that's the problem is, like, these colder teams are making it in. 
because of weird things that they did in the beginning of the season. Like the Dolphins beat the Steelers. Okay, I get it. The Dolphins have the tiebreaker over the Patriots and all plus the Patriots lost. Okay, I get it. But like, you know, like I think the Lions could have made more noise. I don't necessarily think the Steelers would have made more noise in Buffalo. I I mean, we already lost to them 35-3 at the beginning of the season or whatever. I I I mean, it's it's very hard to tell what would have happened, but like I I just I really hope that there's more noise on the side because I don't want to watch a 42-10 game on the AFC side. I don't want Miami to go to Buffalo and lose 42-10. I don't want to see Seattle get blown out by San Francisco 55-3 to or, you know, like something like that. It's just, okay, what did ESPN say? ESPN said Georgia wins back-to-back CFP 65-7. Most points, largest margin of victory in the championship I was going to say, that's, got, that's got to be a record. Um, what so. if, though? I mean, divisional games are – wild plus it's the playoffs crazy crazier things have happened what if the dolphins Fair. beat the bills well then then i can retract my statement and say maybe it's not as much of a joke but you're still <laughs> gonna lose in the second round because like i mean there's no because i unless like tua comes back or something like that the team is not the same what if the dolphins seed. go to the afc championship game they're still gonna lose in the afc championship <laughs> That's whoever's in the AFC championship is more than likely either the chiefs or the Bengals. So more, or because there's not a chance that they're going to go up against some ch- chargers team. Like it's just not going to happen. Like, like more than likely, unless something wild happens this year in the fifth, sixth and seventh seed win, all, you know, like all of the teams hear this podcast and they decide to bench their players to get Skylar Thompson to the Super Bowl, out of spite for you. I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope That'd they be do really, too, because that re- means they're listening to the show, this horrible yeah, show. Yeah, and that would be really, really funny. I'm not gonna lie, that would I think be, that would be really, really funny. I'd be Especially okay. like, you have Buffalo. Um, I like, <laughs> or you have, you have the Chiefs coming off the bye, and they have to play freaking Miami, <laughs> and then, and then like the Chargers will play. Um, fuck, screw, like the Chargers play the Ravens or whatever. You'd have or like. Who would the, you would have the most wildest thing if all the divisions like I want that to happen so badly, but it's never gonna happen. But like, that you know, that's the... why I think like I, I don't think the seventh seed is that good. But like, I just hope that one day in my lifetime I just see the top, the top, you know, two, three, and four go down, five, six, and seven make it, and then one has to go in and play seven, <laughs> and then five has to play six and seven wins. Yeah, and seven wins and play six, and they're like. Okay. Well, this year it'd be it'd be wild because all of these teams have something to play for, other than really the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Or eh, the Ravens don't really. But the Bengals are mad at the NFL. The Bills are playing for Demar. Jacksonville is playing for the sake of proving their franchise and the fact that Trevor Lawrence is there. Uh, I think Justin Herbert still needs a playoff win though. It's like all these teams have stories with them, associated with them on the AFC. So AFC should be fun. NFC is going to be kind of boring. We are at the hour, though. We're at an hour and two minutes and 25 seconds. So so Georgia makes history today. Georgia made history history today. We made history. We're making up history. Longest podcast in the No Buts About It show podcast era. And if you made it this far, thank you. Bless you. Bless, bless you. you. De- bless you for dealing with everything. And if you listened on double speed, you're bless just you. like me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, thank you so much. If, for, sincerely, though, if you did make it this far, uh, follow me on Instagram at nobots underscore show or follow the show on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Uh, you can email the podcast, the show, at uh, bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is B-U-L-L-M-O-O-S-E podcast, the number two, at gmail.com. And uh, my social media manager, Chuss, is still working on stuff, but I don't think anything's up yet, right? Right? Uh, TikTok is up. TikTok um, is I haven't up. done anything with the TikTok yet. Um, it is there. It is No Butts Show on Twitter or on TikTok. 
Uh, the YouTube's having a little bit of issues um, just because, like, it just keeps saying my name and not the not the butt show and stuff it's okay. it's weird it's it's a it's a work in progress but we're gonna get the youtube up so that you guys don't all have to listen on the uh on spotify's and Spotify, apple and Amazon, all the other stuff you wanna stuff but um well, it'll, it'll also open up the platform and stuff too but I, uh, yes i am we are thankful if you do listen on those uh trust what is the what was it's just no butt show on tiktok I don't know I, yes. Uh, give me one second. I'm, I'm going to double I'm, check. I'm not a big TikTok guy. I'm, I'm old uh, fashioned. It is No Butts Show. It's N-O-B-U-T-T-S-S-H-O-W. Okay, No Butts Show. Perfect. Yeah. So go so. hit us up on there. We're going to start posting there soon, hopefully. Same thing with YouTube when we figure out what the name for that channel is. Again, the Instagram is No Butts underscore show. Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Email is boldmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. TikTok is no butt show. Thanks again for listening. God bless you, and we'll see you all on Wednesday.